What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report, your weekly look at all things high school football and the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, in studio host and producer for Dustin Woods Football on 96.9, The Legend. On today's show, I will be joined by the voices of the Dothan Wolves, Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert. Of course, you can hear them along with myself on the Dothan Wolves football games on 96.9. The Legend, we will be looking back at the Dothan Wolves Enterprise Wildcats game. Enterprise won that one, 51-28. We'll also talk about just the Dothan Wolves season so far under first-year head coach. Jed Kennedy, we'll talk about some outstanding players from the game, and we'll look ahead to uh, the rest of the way for 7A Region 2. It's a region with six teams playing for four playoff spots. So a lot of good stuff with Jerry and Ken. We go a good 30 minutes in our conversation. And also we'll go around the wiregrass and look at this week's schedule of games. But before we do all that, let you guys know you can find me in the podcast. You can find me on social media at PJordanSCC. Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, so please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can also listen to the show over on 969thelegend.com, also the 969thelegend app. And also, you can check it out over on YouTube at my YouTube channel, Philip Jordan Sports. Just hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for all the notifications. And if you leave a comment on a Wiregrass High School Football Report video, I'll read that on a future edition as well. Now, Let's go around the wiregrass. All right, now it's time for Around the Wiregrass, where we look at all the scores from the previous Friday night and Thursday night. We're going to kick things off in 5A Region 2. We're not doing 7A Region 2 because we're going to talk about the Dothan Enterprise game uh, with Jerry and Ken in just a second. But in 5A Region 2, Charles Henderson defeated Eufaula 34-7 to improve the 6-1 on the year for region play. Eufaula drops to 5-2, 3-1. So Charles Henderson is now in Seoul. Session of first place in 5A Region 2. Carroll defeated Headland 42-8. Both teams are now 4-3 and three overall, 2-2 two and two in region play, with Carroll now being in third place, Headland in fourth. Rehoboth defeated Greenville 42-7 to, to go to 2-5 and five on the year. Greenville drops to 1-6. In 4A Region 2, Andalusia defeated Slocum 49-0 to, to go to 8-0 on the year. In their 5-0 region play, and Slocum drops to 3-4, three 3-3 and four, three and three in region but Slocum is still in the thick of the playoff race there in 4A Region 2. Geneva defeated Dale County 35-7 to to go to 3-5 on the year. Dale County drops to 2-6. 3A Region 2, a Thursday night game. I went to this game at Rip Hughes Stadium. Houston Academy defeated Northside Methodist 52-0 to go to 7-0 on the year, 5-0 in region play. And for Northside Methodist, they dropped to 2-5, 0-5 in region. On Friday night, Ott defeated Delville 33-7 to stay unbeaten in region play and to prove 6-1 overall. For Delville, they dropped to 3-5, 2-4 in region play. Strong defeated New Broughton 56-7 to go to 5-2, 4-1, and New Broughton's 0-7, 0-6 on the year. Pike County in a big uh, game for position in the playoff battle. Pike County defeated Providence Christian 21-7 to go to 5-2, 4-2 overall in region play, and then 3-4, uh, for Providence at 3-3 in region play. In 2A Region 2, Wicksburg defeated Sampson 48-10 to go 5-2. 5-0 in region play. They have won five straight games now, and then Sampson drops to 0-7. Ayrton defeated Abbeville 49-0 to go to 7-1. They're also undefeated in region. For Abbeville, they are 3-5 and, and now 2-3 and in region play. GW Long defeated Cottonwood 35-28 to go to 5-2, 4-1 in region, and Cottonwood drops to 3-4, 2-3 in region. But since Cottonwood 
has a head-to-head victory over Abbeville. They right now hold the four spot with both teams at two and three in region play. And then Geneva County defeated Zion Chapel 34-12 to improve to two and five. Zion Chapel drops to two and five as well. They are one and four in 2A Region 2. In 2A Region 3, Highland Home defeated Barber County 36-14 to go to 8-0 on the year. And for Barber County, they dropped to 0-8. Laverne defeated Goshen 28-21 to go to 5-3. And and then Goshen drops to 5-3. In 1A Region 3, uh, Region 2, excuse me, had that 3 on my mind. Uh, Thursday night, Elwood defeated uh, Georgiana 62-28 to go to 7-0. Uh, Georgiana is 6-2 and two on the year, so Elba still holding on to that number one spot in 1A. Uh, Forala defeated McKenzie 72-38 to 38 to go to 6-1, and 4-1 and one in region, and then McKenzie is 0-6 on the season. Kenson defeated Red Level 35-0 to zero to improve to 3-4, and four, and Red Level drops to 3-4. and four. Houston County defeated Pleasant Home 42-21 to 21 to get their first win of the year, and they are now 1-7 on the season. In the independent ranks, Faith Academy defeated Pike Liberal Arts 41-0. Pike Liberal Arts is now 2-5 and five on the year. In AISA, Chambers Academy defeated Abbeville Christian 56-7. And uh, that puts Abbeville Christian at 3-4, 1-2 on the year. And that is Around the Wiregrass. And now, my conversation with Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert, the voice, the voices of the Dozen Wolves. Everybody joining me this week on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is the voices of the Dutton Wolves on 96.9 The Legend. Uh, that is Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert. Uh, fellas, uh, as always, uh, we always talk on Friday nights. We do the coaches show together, but it's glad to have you on the, the podcast for the first time this season. Great to be here. Yeah, good to be here, Phil. Thanks for asking us. It is uh, it's, like it's great, great to have you guys on, taking the time to come on here. And uh, also, it's been an interesting season thus far for the Dothan Wolves. Quite a big turnaround uh, from head coach Jed Kennedy's, and really a lot of positive things with the program as we see uh, each and every uh, uh, Friday night this season. What's going going on there? Just want to kick things off or jump into the Enterprise game from the past Friday. Uh, what's been some takeaways or some highlights for you guys for this season so far? Well, I'll start out and I'll say, well, you know, watching Enterprise a few weeks that I've watched them on tape, I I thought they came in uh, with a unique game plan uh, and they did what they had to do. And that was to play their best game of the year. Unfortunately, it came uh, last Friday night against Dothan. Uh, And so they they, they played their best game of the year um, last Friday night when they came in and played the Wolves at Ripley Stadium. Uh, Dothan, on, and just on the other side, Dothan, uh, in my opinion, uh, played their worst game uh, from from a um, offensive, defensive, secondary, uh, special teams. Probably highlighted, you know, as being being the best. Which you, you hats off to to, uh, 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 to Farmer and Adams. They they've done a great job, and that's that's a big change that I've seen over the last couple of years uh, when it comes to a kicking game. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, from a season standpoint, I, I think this is a, a team that you really have seen improve week by week by week. We kind of wondered coming in, especially with this offense, a new offense, and we had noticed that in Enterprise in the past years. They seem to start slow and then get better, I think, just with the reps of, of this single-wing offense that we would see. Uh, and, and so you see that in Dothan, and I think probably the biggest thing is just – uh, Kennedy, is, Coach Kennedy, has always stressed just the 
the discipline. Look, we're going to do things this way. This is our plan. And, and we've seen that from how they come on the field and warm-ups and, and seeing them, uh, you know, in a lot of different situations. And I think they've just gotten to the point. They've gotten better and better. Uh, but come Friday night, Jerry's right. They ran into a buzzsaw. You could tell that was a very, very well-prepared enterprise team that came in. And, and uh, it was uh, – I think Dothan was, was frustrated that they just could not find anything – uh, to work and and it was a game of big plays it really was and and most of those big plays were were on the enterprise side so uh, I tell you it was obviously built up to be a huge game and it was a huge game we called it pivotal because a lot of things hinged on what happened Friday night and now so as we look and look forward boy there's just a uh, a pile of teams now in the region all kind of locked together and uh, these next couple of weeks finally we'll get all get sorted out. And, and you know, two, you know, Ken and I talked about this uh, after we went off the air. Is that from a defensive side of Enterprise, they have practiced against this type of offense for the last three years. So your seniors were sophomores when Darlington came in, or maybe a little even a bit earlier, and saw how to defend this type of single wing. Now, not taking away from any players, but. You know, strategies are different. And, and Ken, I'll tell you, one of the first meetings we had with Coach Kennedy was, okay, we're, we're used to a wide-open offense. We're used to, to a spread offense. Help us articulate on the air the single-wing offense. And looking at the defense that uh, Enterprise brought in last Friday night, it was secondhand nature to them, how to run a gap play, how to stunt. Uh, how to see lineups, and, uh, and and the word that Ken used earlier, it was a buzzsaw that you ran into. <laughs> yeah, physical game, very physical game, and uh, like I said, very well prepared. You could tell there's a there's a play we've we've run throughout the year where we just shift three or four to the other side. It did throw Enterprise off. They had seen that in film. They were prepared. They shifted just as well. There was a lot of gamesmanship going on in that game. We would see it from the kickoff. We mentioned this on the radio where uh, when Dothan was kicking, then uh, our coaches would look back and see who was lined up back there, where they were. And it was like the old game where you say one thing and pass it on. They would pass that down the coverage. And then uh, we saw it a couple of times after we would have how we're going to kick it, then the, uh, the returners for Enterprise would switch places. And so there was a lot of gamesmanship like that going on all throughout uh, the game Friday night. Yeah, you know, in this game, course, going in, I mean, it was a lot of people, I think, were talking about the game for a whole week going in. You know, as soon as, you know, Dothan, you know, played the Thursday night before against Central and then Enterprise had their loss against Prattville going into this. What was uh, the pregame atmosphere there like with you guys when you got in the booth? I mean, the crowd, I mean, you had a lot of Enterprise people came over as well. The Dothan side obviously was full. What was the atmosphere like, especially when y'all got to the stadium and as people started filling it up? Well, I think right before we went on the you know the pregame show, 15 minutes before kickoff, we still saw some empty seats. I'm gonna say toward the north end of the home side, but by the time uh, the ball was kicked, the home side was was full. Uh, you know, and, and, and the advantage point that Ken and I have from the booth, you can see a lot of people sit in their record places during during the season, where we saw. Uh, no gaps. We saw different faces. Uh, we even saw, and, and, and we noticed this at some stadiums we go to, 
there were some enterprise folks that came over and sat on the on the Dothan side. Um, you know, not to not to cheer for another team, but just kind of maybe get a different view uh, from the home side. But but I think the student section was uh, very supportive uh, in talking to uh, Coach Kennedy a little bit afterwards. He said, you know, it was it was a Dothan environment that he thinks he could not ask for anymore for the support he got from the home home field advantage. Now, can I tell you, Ken's got a better record of this. <laughs> if Enterprise ever wanted to use another home field, it should be Ripview State because <laughs> they have a they have a outstanding record. Even in the days of Dothan and Northview, they have a good record when they play at Ripview Stadium. It, and it seems like especially when it's a big game, when when a lot is on the line, well, it gets built up, and they have come in and just broken our hearts several times there. But it, I tell you what, the atmosphere at Ripuse is, I mean, all year long has been fantastic, and that just shows what winning will do for you. The student section has been phenomenal. Uh, of course, having that that huge scoreboard and jumbo drawn there in the end zone makes a difference. It's you know, it's it's like a college atmosphere. It's so loud. We actually had someone come up early into the press box. Said, "Man, can y'all turn that down?" And we're like, "I'm sorry, we don't control the sound of the jumbotron." But you know, that's the type of atmosphere it was. I, I actually saw from from our vantage point, you can see out into the parking lots, which they had overflow parking there behind Colby and Bottoms. They had that lined off, that filled up. Shuttles are running, but I could look in the south uh, end zone parking lot there. There's people tailgating. They got tables out there and they're having food. I'm like, that's a great atmosphere. That's good when you can uh, look forward to that on Friday night and have a before the game atmosphere. And and I hope that's something that continues because that's when it just makes it fun, good family fun, and and you can enjoy being there. Yeah, absolutely. It's just you know good having that vibe around Dothan, Dothan football too. You know, yeah. over the last couple of years, you know. Uh, weren't able to make the playoffs, and they're still a playoff contending team this late in the season. And, Jerry, on your uh, discussion there on the success of Enterprise at Ripley Stadium, uh, David Mundy, Dustin Eagle, put in his article uh, for the Enterprise Dustin game that Enterprise is 17 and 3 in their last 20 games at Ripley Stadium. <laughs> yeah, if they need another place to play home games, it should yeah. be at Ripley Stadium. And, I, and I, his name just popped in my head, and I couldn't remember. I think it was uh, the Enterprise player played tight end. Was it Quisenberry that went on to play at Troy, I believe? I remember that year that was a huge game, and he caught a big pass. And I just remember that Enterprise side just uh, just roaring loud, and, of course, Dothan side just uh, quiet as crickets. And it seems like that's happened a few times. But, uh, hey, give them credit. That that just adds to the rivalry. That's That's one of those things that – you're going to have ups and downs, but that's what makes it so fun, makes it so good. You know, and talking about this game, of course, like I said, Dothan lost 51-28, to but it was a big standout, another big game uh, for Raymond Blackman. He had 119 yards rushing, 78 yards receiving, four touchdowns. He had a big touchdown there in the second half. Just for both of you guys, just seeing, you know, him and all, just running attack for Dothan, you know, in that single-wing offense, just what you've seen from him and, you know, the rest of this, run, this running crew uh, they've got on this team. Well, you know, and, and you mentioned Raymond, uh, but if you look at the stats before Enterprise, uh, it would be a uh, from a from a statistical numbers game. You know, Peterman probably got a little bit more yardage year to date than Blackman, but I think you know, and and, and Ken will tell you too. All through the year, each one of the three backs that are highlighted in this single wing offense, and I'm talking about Blackman to Peterson to Thomas. 
uh, each one has a game when other one may not have their best game. Uh, unfortunately, it was it was Raymond Blackman's game Friday night. You know, I think uh, I think Peterson may have got some uh, more touches than Thomas did, but uh, but from the running game, which is hard uh, in any running attack, we we saw that yesterday on Saturday. I mean, if you can run the football uh, and and keep that offense off the field, you got a better chance of winning. Uh, but you can't get probably from what we've seen this year. You can't get more than two scores behind because in a single wing, it's just hard to catch up. Yeah, you, you've got a, a stable full of, of, of backs. And, and we, we mentioned the, the main three, and that's kind of, you know, they've gotten a lot of notoriety, and that's uh, Raymond Blackman and Octavius Thomas, Tamari Peterson have kind of been the three. But then you throw in Zach Walker and now A.J. Alexander, the freshman. Uh, I think Friday night, one of the big things, if you think back through the year, that running game has really uh, – you can chug away, chug away, and then the games were successful. There's some big breakaway plays there. And, you know, there's 40-yard runs, 50-yard runs, 60-plus-yard runs, and there wasn't a lot of those on Friday night. I think I had a big run by A.J. Alexander, like 42, and then Raymond Blackman scored on a 29-yard run. That was about the biggest runs. Everything else was, you know, you'd have eight here and may have 15 here. But we missed those big plays on the running game, I think, on Friday night. And obviously, Enterprise had some huge big plays on pass plays and, and fumble recoveries, scoop and score, those kind of things. So it was, like I said earlier, it was a night of big plays, and, and Enterprise just made more of them for sure. You know, just going over, you know, obviously, uh, you, know, us, you know, doing the game on Friday night, I felt like a big – couple moments in the game was and if it could have went the other way maybe Dothan is a completely different game toward the end of the first half Dothan had the ball deep in enterprise territory unable to score and Michael Johnson turned it into a 68 yard touchdown so they go at 29-7 you score there it's a one touchdown game maybe at halftime and then you come out second half you mentioned that big run by AJ Alexander 43 yards but then you're not able to capitalize on that one and then uh, there was a fumble there, then they ran about 36 to 7. It's just amazing with the game of football how you can just look back, even at a game that you look at the score 51 20, you say, Yeah, but there was those few little moments has Dothan scored touchdowns there. We have a completely different ball game. Just kind of incredible. It's always amazing with the game of football how you could, how something can turn against you that quickly. Well, you mentioned the word capitalize, and that's one thing I think before Friday night. Uh, Dothan could do was when they get the ball, they're going to do two things. They're going to possibly score a lot of times, and they're going to take a lot of time off the clock. You know, I go back to – I know we're talking about the Enterprise game, but I go back to the to the Central game the week before where it was 14-7, to 7, and we're almost at the break, and we're going to get the ball at the kickoff. Central scores, so now we're going to the locker room at 21-7. That 14-7 to 7, to 21 to 7 right before the break was a pivotal moment to start the second half. And the same thing happened against the Wolves against Enterprise Friday night, where they scored right before the half and we're going to get the ball in the open kickoff. Yeah, it was one of those times where you, you even though there were times that you felt like, hey, there's they're still in this game. I know I, I think I said it, Jerry, that uh, we still had maybe three minutes in the third quarter. I'm like, well, we got three minutes and a whole nother quarter of football to play. And that was the point where we uh, really were starting to throw the ball a little bit and have some success. And that opened up the running game a little bit. 
But then when you – I think we had scored and you can feel a little bit of momentum. We tried the uh, tried the onside kick, I believe, at that point and didn't recover. Um, and then – did I get that wrong? Did we, did we try an onside kick or am I thinking about a college game? I may be thinking about a different game. But anyway, we fe- I felt like you had a little momentum. And then I think there was the big turnover. And just when you thought you were kind of gaining ground – uh, then you know something big happened the other way, just like you're saying, Philip, and it changed you know changed the game quickly. And at that point, it's really hard to play to play catch up. You know? Yeah, we did try that onside kick, and, and they got the ball right there at, at the uh, midfield point, the 50 yeah. yard line. So it's, yeah. it's intent enterprise, you know, on the uh, at midfield. Yeah, yeah. You know, just kind of closing up on the Dothan Enterprise game, uh, Michael Johnson, of course, last week on the coach's show, Coach talked about that. You know, what kind of player he is. Obviously, he saw him for three years. <laughs> and, you know, doing this podcast of four years, I feel like I've been talking about I've been talking about him all four years for Enterprise. <laughs> what, what an incredible player. I mean, he could take it to distance anytime he touches the ball. He saw it with a 68-yard touchdown. I think he had another receiving touchdown in there as well. Just, uh, just your thoughts on seeing him. I mean, obviously, you've been – uh, just like me, I've been talking about him here. We've been talking about him on the broadcast when Dustin has played Enterprise. Just uh, your takeaways from uh, from his abilities. Well, just looking at an Enterprise's record, it don't – I think it uncapitalize how good of a team they have, but teams that were successful in getting a victory against Enterprise, the key thing they did was uh, was, was shut down Johnson. Uh, and, and, and they really shut him down on the edges. Um, games that I've watched before we went into uh, Friday night was uh, they stopped inside. And, of course, he's got to get outside. But teams, Pratt, well, the week before, they were successful against Enterprise because they never let him get on the edge. But once he does, it's, it's a foot race. Uh, and, and another player that we didn't mention a much, uh, much about in the coaching show, but Adrian White. I think Adrian White, the quarterback, yeah. had his best game as well. Uh, against against Dothan Friday night. Uh, of the few games that I watched him uh, before Friday night, I think he had a great game. Uh, defensive end um, for for Enterprise uh, Villa, I think, you know, games that I've watched, didn't see much out of him, but he came with a passion uh, and, and with a very high means of expectation from the defensive side of the ball for Enterprise last Friday night. Yeah, I, I agree. Mikael Johnson is a, certainly a playmaker, and, and we tried to kick it away from him all night long. And and uh, even on the offensive side, I think the big plays that he made on those big passes, we we had good coverage. Uh, in my mind, we didn't get our head turned around and, and find the ball. But what made the difference, just like Jerry said, was Aiden White threw a perfect ball. Uh, you know, he he was on target throwing that deep ball and, and hit those guys in strides and passes right down the sideline. And that made a huge difference. And uh, they even there late in the fourth quarter, I, I think we made the comment, uh, Amari Griffin, their other running back, you know, the game is decided and he is still running, you know, just with just fierce. You could tell wanting every yard he could get. And uh so they they were uh, they were set and determined, and, and I thought played a good game. But like you said, Aiden White and Jerry had said it, and uh, uh, in, in the booth and said, "Look, he's more than just a quarterback. He's an athlete. He make he makes that team go, and and then to have those weapons out there too, that they makes it makes them a, a very good football team." So you now turning the page, of course, Dothan. You know, we're off. We're off this week. Dothan's not playing uh, this upcoming Friday. Uh, next will be Opelika, and. Uh, We'll, we'll get into also the 
implications of that game on forward. You know, you look nothing. Best bet to get in the playoffs is win these next two games. You should be in. Uh, but uh, just in, in knowing this coaching staff, uh, what do you think are going to be some keys they're going to you know want to work out during this off off week and going into that big game with Opalaka? I, I think you know uh, defensive backs coaches will probably work more of of looking back for the ball. Uh, all year we've kind of seen that, uh, but but when you've got three defensive linemen that that we've had up till you know up even this season, uh, they put pressure on the quarterback. But so when they do get it off, uh, our defensive backs, are, are, you know, they got to do a better job. So I think that that's key. Uh, offensive line, um, what what happened you know Friday night with with the uh, tackle tackle game? Uh, I think that that's going to be something they'll work on during during this off week. Yeah, I think um, the good news and bad news. Here's we are. We're late in the season. One, you can go to uh, you, you'll be able to go and watch Enterprise and Opelika play, and uh, and now you can look back through your schedule and look at that game film of of against opponents that you've played and also Opelika's played, and you can pull some things out of that. Bad news is Opelika can do the very same thing for Dothan. Uh, I think, you know, mindset's going to be a lot. One thing we didn't say earlier on when we are talking about this team for these Dothan Wolves, yeah, they've gotten better, but I think their confidence has grown throughout the year. And they, Coach Kennedy has said it, we believe we can beat anybody, and you have to believe that. And so I think, you know, they, they took a little shot to that Friday night, and now you've got to have an attitude. And I know that this uh, was something that, that Troy did after the, that tough Appalachian State loss on the Hail Mary at the end. Uh, they said, uh, so what? Now what? All right, so that one's over. Uh, Enterprise is over. Now you know what's ahead. And so the road would have been, yes, would have been a little bit easier had you wanted Enterprise, and now you still have a shot. You still have a, a path to get there. What are you going to do about it? So I think, one, they can kind of recoup physically from that. But uh, And I'm a little surprised we didn't see uh, as many wrinkles I thought would be thrown into the Enterprise game. I thought that would be the game where all those plays you've been working on, a little, you know, five minutes here in practice and ten minutes here, some of those would come out. And we didn't see that. Uh, we did see Dothan run uh, like an option play for the first time. They ran it a couple of times, and uh, Raymond didn't pitch it, but he had the opportunity to do that. So that was there. This this will probably be the game against Opelika that you're going to see, uh, you know, all the stops come out and, and all those little plays you've been working on. Uh, so I, I think it'll come down to mindset and then just executing what you what you've been doing all year long. It's uh, just an interest, interesting uh, stat, which I told you guys this off air. Uh, Opelika and the Dothan Wolves have never played each other, so this will be their first time uh, meeting. But uh, they did play Norfolk and Dothan when the two schools were separate. They have not played. The last matchups with both was 2011. Uh, they were 11 and 9 all time versus Norfolk and 13 and 2 all time uh, versus Dothan High. Just kind of uh, throw something out there. If, uh, I guess anybody out there wants to uh, play around with some trivia uh, going into the Dothan Opelika game. There's you. There's you. We, we give you. You give it to you for free here on the Wiregrass High School Football <laughs> Report. And you know, and they're playing Enterprise, and this kind of you know kind of jumping finally to seven A Region Two. Man, this has been a uh, fun region. It's like the SEC of regions. It seems like in seven A because there, there there's six playoff teams in this region. Uh, Auburn and Central at top, and they both have clinched playoff spots. So those two play each other. Auburn's undefeated, five and zero region play. Central, they're six and two overall. 
They're five and one in region play. So these two will play each other on Friday night. So it would be a very fun game. Determine the region. So what happens with them? Then you've got Opelika sitting at four and two at the number three spot. Prattville is at number four right now at three and two. Dothan three and three would be five right now. Enterprise two and three at six. You've got Smith Station, Jeff Davis, and Lee. Enterprise Opelika, Auburn Central Fix City. And uh, Ken, uh, you were you were bringing, you told you you were crunching some numbers before we we hit the record button here. That there's some interesting scenarios with maybe five and three and four and four. What could happen uh, when the season's over? You know, these last few weeks to, to determine who are the four teams that are going to be in the playoffs. Oh yeah, it, it could be a logjam for sure, where you could see several teams at four and four, and then it comes down to your head-to-head matchups. So you know, you could see where it could be us and, and Enterprise. At four and four. So if you look at what happens Friday night between Enterprise and Opelika, uh, you know, Enterprise pretty much has to win out and Dothan too has to win out. But, you know, if, if you have an Enterprise that ends up at four and four and a Dothan ends up four and four, then Enterprise is going to get that spot. But if somehow Enterprise beats Opelika, then Dothan has to beat Opelika. And what that does is kicks Opelika out and now Enterprise and Dothan are in that spot. And then we said, who can throw a wrench in the whole thing is that that's Prattville. And that's a tough road for them because their last two games is Auburn and Central of Phoenix City. But then they if, if they run the table, which they have been really hot here the last few weeks, then then they're in the mix. So, um, you know, it's just one of those that uh, we'll know more after Friday. That's what I said. Ooh, I'm glad we're sitting at home on Friday night. and We can let some of this play out and then uh, we'll have a better idea maybe a week later. But uh that, like I said earlier, that's what makes it fun. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jerry? Any you know, thoughts? Yeah, you, you bring up the fact that after Friday night, depending on the scenario, uh, you could still be on the outside looking in instead of the inside looking out. How do you get a team ready to play the last two games of the season, one being at home and then one being on the road? You know, if you're that coach that says, okay, you know, a win's a win, but we're, guys, we're playing to the end of the season versus trying to play to get in the playoffs. Yeah. So, and that and that's a scenario that that you know it, it builds character. We've all seen it. We've seen teams come that you know they back in the day they moved uh, the Northview Dothan rival game up in the middle of the season or before versus the end because at the end uh, you may have a team that's not playing for anything. You may have a team that's automatically in. You may have a team that's automatically out, and it just wasn't that environment. So I know that's when they moved the Northview Dothan game up to middle of the season or a little earlier, just because the implication of the rivalry and still playoff opportunities, you know, yeah. in that process. So and there's a big difference, and I mean, you can think, okay, if we make the playoffs, and it's a big difference where you go in is is the number three spot or the number four spot because you're that number four spot and then play the number one in, in the other region, it's usually going to be a really tough game and you're going to be one and done unless you really have a major upset. So, you know, it's a little bit different this year because I think you have some teams that are, are good, you know, top to bottom. And so I don't know if that's going to be the case in, in region one. Uh, there you may have a few standout teams. So, yeah, you got to get to the playoffs, be like, well, can we sustain, you know, if we go in as a four seed? And, guys, they've got, just like the uh, Central Auburn uh, in Region 2, they've got the same thing over in, in the Mobile Ball and County area, which is Region 1, who our four teams will match up with, is they, they had a, some some movement last week. Daphne was on top. They got beat by, I think, Fairhope. 
So now they're, you know, for that one seed, they've each got one loss. So, but uh, I think, and, you know, and hats off to, to Coach Kennedy and scheduling Baker to come over. They may be that fourth team coming from Region 1. Don't know yet because they're, they're kind of like us. Everything's kind of depending on the last two to three weeks of this season. Who's going to be one? And over there, it's going to be who's going to be one, two, three, or four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun uh, next uh, two to three weeks, uh, deciding who these four teams are going to be. Of course, there's other big races going around and around the yeah. Wiregrass too as well. Uh, Twitter account. Uh, one of you guys wanted to let everybody know they can where they can follow uh, the Dothan Wolves radio team on Twitter on Friday nights when the Wolves are playing. So you put me on the spot now, Philip, and I never can remember <laughs> that. You may know it as good as I I do. It's um. We're gonna to have to edit this, I'm sure. <laughs> this is this, this is this is this is fascinating radio. Actually, I had it pulled up earlier. All right, so uh, I, I will help you guys out as I do all the time on Friday nights during the football hey, games. While I'm back I, I, at the studio, you. while I'm back <laughs> at the studio. Hey, hey, y'all are y'all are y'all are in my territory here on the podcast this this time. It is a uh, at D Wolves underscore radio. If you want to kick out uh, all the well, updates, if you can't listen to it, or you can't go to the game. Uh, we always uh. uh it's Ken doing it to let you guys know uh, that he's he's the one behind the Twitter account over there, keeping you updated on all the all the, the scoring plays and everything for the Dustin Woods on that. And I always get thrown off because uh, we that is the the handle, but we always have the uh, D Wolves uh, FB football in there, and that's not part of the handle. It's as you say at D Wolves underscore Radio. So, yeah, and I do apologize to our Twitter fans on Friday night that uh, I kind of stopped uh, tweeting after a point. I got behind, had about three scores so quick, and I'm like, well, at this point, they're gonna I'm gonna surprise them if I give them the score now. We, they've missed three or four scores, so. We uh, we try to give a little bit of the game atmosphere, and sometimes it gets so fast that uh, I can't. My thumbs are kind of big; I can't top that that fast. <laughs> so uh, as we kind of close things up here, guys, we're about getting close to uh, thirty minutes. Any uh, any final words or thoughts? Well, you know, uh, you know talking about um, uh, a change from one year to the other, uh, Coach Kennedy, I think, has done a, a good job in, in coming in as a first year head coach at Dothan, uh, getting players to buy in. And, and you can tell, uh, especially, I think, on, on TV interviews, especially last week when some of the stations went out and interviewed uh, some of the players and interviewed them even a couple weeks before that, that this team and these kids that have been through, uh, especially the seniors, you know, this is their second coach under a consolidated system, how they have bought in and they've listened and they understand the importance of in the weight room, nutrition, uh, as well as discipline. And uh, that's, I think, three key things that players bring out in interviews when they're talking to, to local media. Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, if you're a fan, I think you should be excited about Dothan Wolves football, and not just football or athletics at all, but about Dothan High School. And, and what's going on there? You just have—I uh, mean, I've talked to to faculty, and and they just—you could tell that there's an excitement there, and that certainly has carried over. You know, we've talked about when you win, it, boy, it, it it really changes things. But it's a process, you know. And I think Coach Kennedy has said that it's a process, and and every time we talk to him, he says we're doing better, but we got a long way to go. You hear him say that. But the future is bright. We've, you know, we're playing a, a lot of sophomores out there, and and those first 11 on each side of the ball. 
And then you've got 60 freshmen that are out there. And, and guess what? They're running that offense that you see on Friday night. So they'll have a year of running that offense. And, and I think as they get stronger and they just, you know, learn the, now the Dothan way, uh, I think the future is very bright. And you should be excited as a fan and, and more than excited. You should come and support this team and support uh, Dothan High in every way that you can. And, and yep. you know, we've got to mention, you know, Coach Wayne White, who was a head coach at the high school level, now has got that ninth grade class that, that Ken talks about. And I think he's he's really bought in and, and very excited about uh, what's coming up from the from the preparatory school to the ninth grade team and then on, on to the high school level. Look, I think we should be have overflow parking and tailgating and and, and shuttles for every game. Every game. And look, when you play in this region, every game's a big game. So, uh, you know, that's up to the, the fans to uh, to be a part of that. And like Jerry said earlier, we, we see different maybe people that hadn't been there in a long time coming to the games now. And so if you haven't been there, the atmosphere is great. Uh, the pregame and, and all the festivities that are going on now. So, uh, hey, come start your own Dothan High tradition. There's a lot of Folks that have kids now that's at Dothan Prep and be coming up, come start your tradition, mark off your tailgate spot now, and uh, come be a part of it. And, and also, you know, it seems like every Friday night when you, you look at what's across the field, what's across that line of scrimmage, especially in our region, it's it's a minimum four, maybe five, four-star athletes that you're going up against that's going to play on Saturday. So not mm -hmm. only are you going to see the best of the Dothan Wolves, you're going to see the best of probably high school football players in the state of Alabama. Yeah, and that is true. So, and like I said, you know, future is bright uh, for Dothan Wolves football, not just for this season, uh, but for the years to come uh, with head coach Jed Kennedy uh, now there leading the Wolves. And, and guys, uh, it's been fun having y'all on, on the podcast uh, doing this. Of course, I will uh, – we'll, We'll talk to you guys uh, when we do the coaches show uh, for next week. And then, of course, uh, when we get back, uh, when we're back on the air, when the Dothan Wolves uh, host uh, uh when after the off week. But, guys, I will uh, talk to you all later. Of course, we'll talk, we'll text throughout the next uh, week or two, uh, obviously, off-air conversation. Uh, but, anyways, guys, I appreciate you all coming on the show and uh, looking forward to, to Opelika. Thanks, Phil. Enjoy. Thanks. All right, once again, thanks to Jerry and Ken for coming on the show. Of course, uh, we will be off. The Dothan Wolves will be this upcoming uh, week uh, as they have their off week, but they will be back in action the following Friday when they play Opalaka and the coaches show. It will not be a coaches show this week, but the coaches show will return that following Thursday as well. Now, looking at the week eight schedule of high school football in the Wiregrass, we have two games on Thursday night in 3A Region 2. Strong 5 and 2 on the year will be at Northside, who is 2 and 5 on the year. And then 2A Region 2, this game got moved over to Thursday. Uh, 2 and 5 Zion Chapel will be at 3 and 4 Cottonwood. On Friday night in 7A Region 2, 4 and 3 Enterprise will be at 5 and 3 Opelika. That's going to be a huge game. Uh, for playoff implications there. And just if you're interested in 7A Region 2, you'll also have 7-0 Auburn at 6-2 Central Phoenix City. 5A Region 2, 6-1 Charles Henderson will be at 4-3 Headland. And then 2-5 Rehoboth will be at 5-2 Eufaula. And 4A Region 2, 8-0 Andalusia will be at 4-3 Booker T. Washington. 8-0 Catholic Montgomery will be at Dale County, who's 2-6. 3-5 Geneva will be at 3-5 Bullock County. 3-5 Montgomery Academy will be at 3-4. Slocum. Uh, one and five Ashford will be at 0 and 7 New Brockton. 
and three region two now Delville, who's three and five on year will be at three and four province christian seven and oh houston academy will be at six and one off that's a really big game uh the winner there will have a pretty good lead and uh sole possession in first place in 3a region two and 2a region two seven one Ayrton will be at five and two Whitsburg, that's a big one there. Both teams are undefeated in region play. Five and two, GW Long will be at three and five, Abbeville. Uh, 0 and seven, Sampson will be at two and five, Geneva County. In one A region two, 61 Florala will be at seven and zero, Elba. 0 and six, McKenzie will be at three and four, Kinston. Two and five, Pleasant Home will be at five and two, Brantley. Uh, independent ranks, uh, Pack Liberal Arts two and five will go down to Florida. They'll play Liberty County, who is three and three on the season. And then in AISA, three and four, Abbeville Christian will be at, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced this school's name, Patala Charter out of Georgia. Uh, they are 7-0 on the season. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Once again, thanks to Jerry and Ken for coming on the show. Really appreciate them taking the time. Good 30-minute conversation with the guys this week here on the show. Uh, remember, you can follow me on social media at SEC. Listen to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, so please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can also check the show out over on 969thelegend.com, the website, or you can check out the app, which you can get on wherever you get your apps. And you can also watch the show over on my YouTube channel, uh, Philip Jordan Sports YouTube page. Just uh, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for all the notifications, and leave a comment on a Wiregrass High School Football Report episode. I will read that on a future edition as well. You can always email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com. Go uh, have a great week, guys. Uh, we did get back on a Monday schedule. It's usually when this would drop. Uh, it's kind of been weird days here lately, but glad to have it back on the Monday. Uh, get your week started off right with some high school football talk here in the Wiregrass. Go check out some games this week. Listen to uh, – well, you can't be. Listen to Dustin Wolves when we come back against Opelika. But go check out some games – uh, this Thursday and Friday. Hope everybody has a great week. And you have been listening to the Wiregrass High School Football Report.